the Neto Twins podcast where we talk about all things business and money. Today we have episode number 20 for you guys and it's definitely full full of gems. We're going to be talking about the seven streams of income of the wealthy. Hey twin. Hi twin. Yes, welcome back everyone. Very, very good episode today that we are about to launch. Um, If you have not yet done so, please go back to our previous episodes. Check those out. And also subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. We have amazing topics coming up in the next few weeks. So we want to make sure you don't miss those. That you are first to hear about them every Wednesday morning on your favorite platform. So what's up, twin? Yeah, so I mean, what inspired today's topic? I mean, I, I think that I feel like we're we're shifting in um in a place in our economy where a lot of people are realizing that depending on one stream of income is too close to none, right? It's actually to your demise for you to only rely on one stream of income. And I feel like it kind of shies away from the norms of, of the way that we were raised, the way that we thought um, the road to success was. And for so many people, that still is the norm, that still is the, the, the way that they look at um, the world, right? And, and that's the, the whole concept of, you know, going to school, getting good grades, you know, getting a, a college degree, getting a, a job, a stable job, and then working for pretty much the rest of your life until you're able to retire. And um, just depending on a nine to five as your only source of income has taught us, especially within the last two, three years during the pandemic, that a lot of people kind of their reality shifted, right? Because they saw that their job was so easy to let them go. Um, so that that is pretty much what inspired us to have this conversation today. So we're gonna dive into what are those seven different streams of income that you know mainly most wealthy people, most millionaires, billionaires, they have all these seven streams of income, right? And it's not only for the wealthy, these are concepts, these are techniques that we can pick up, right? That the ideas that we can develop for our own lives so we can also, you know, be on those road to riches, right, Twin? Yes, yes, that is the goal, you know, guys. So we wanna just share. Those seven, um, you know, th- these are definitely strategies that are being used for those that top one percent, right? The top one percent of society that makes, you know, in that four hundred k range, which I think is what right. what that one percent is right now. But um, so let's start with the first one. So the first one is earned income. So earned income is just mainly, you know, the income that you receive from your job, what the income that you get regularly from your employer, whether that's weekly, biweekly, or monthly. So that's typically kind of the foundation of getting into all of the seven buckets of creating mm-hmm. wealth. Um, so, you know, we, th- again, this is the one that we've been kind of programmed to attain, right? This is like the old, the, the best of the best uh, thing to start with in adulthood is to get a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, I always tell folks that's not a bad thing. It's just one of those things that you got to use to develop all the other ones, right? To kind of put you on a path to wanna that diversify that income into other streams. Absolutely. And I and I think that's so important that you mentioned that, um, twin, because you mentioned that it's a it's usually where we all start, but it's not where we want to stay. You know, because if you actually think about it, when you have earned income, essentially what you're doing is that you're constantly exchanging your time for money. And we know that 
you know, when you're leveraging money, I mean, I'm sorry, when you're leveraging time, um, we don't have much time, right? I always say that time is, you know, the, the rarest commodity because we do not get more of. I mean, exactly. I'm sorry, time is the only commodity that we don't get more of, right? So why not find ways that we can leverage our money so we can get more time, time to do other things, right? So yes, use this earned income that you get through your job, you know, to be able to apply into the other seven, the other six streams of incomes that we're going to, you know, keep diving into, which yeah. now leads into the second one, which is profit income. So profit income is essentially the concept of, you know, making money by selling a product or selling a service, right? And, and in today's day and age, selling physical products, um, I wouldn't say that it's kind of diluting, but I feel like we're shifting into a space where now people are using social media, using these online platforms to sell more digital products, right? So digital pro products are on the rise now because if you think about it, um, the cost that it takes to create a physical product versus a digital product is like very minimal, right? And sometimes not even, it doesn't require a lot of, you know, money, a lot of capital to create a, uh, a digital product, right? So that gives you the ability to make money by selling a service, selling a product, and it's something that, again, you can do it actively or you can do it passively, right? Um, now, diving into what the difference in between the two are, when you're selling something or you're, you know, positioning yourself, and, and also I want to kind of mention this as a side note, profit income is kind of like the entry level for a lot of people that are trying to dive into entrepreneurship. Right, because it's usually kind of like the first thing that many people do, and that's getting into sales, right? Um, and sales has the ability to quadruple your income because there's no limit to how much you can sell, right? Um, but going back into my point, there's a difference in between active and passive income. The active income is when you're more involved in it. So, for example, if you're selling art pieces, right, mm -hmm. um, that requires you to, you know, paint. Or, or draw or actually physically do the labor, right? But when you're doing something passively, you may have systems set in place where the art might digitally create itself, right? Or you might leverage or delegate that for someone else and then you sell that art piece for, you know, a higher, a higher value, right? Yes. So that's a difference in between active. Active requires you to be more involved in it, right? It requires more time commitment as opposed to passive that you can pretty much create systems and manufacture around where it doesn't require so much of your physical time. Yes. And active is very important to know the difference because a lot of folks that are like, Hey, I want to start a side business while I have my job. You know, I like to cook, for example, right? Some people are like, I like to cook. I want to start making like cakes or I want to start making, mm -hmm. um, catering food on the weekends then they realize that it takes a lot more time to start a business like that because you physically have to be present. Like you have yes. to get the stuff, purchase the stuff, make the stuff, sell the stuff, right? As opposed to, like you said, a digital product, which is you do it once and then it sells itself. You know, you just have to put the work into the marketing and all that other stuff. But yeah, it's very important to identify both for sure. Yeah. So let's get into interest income. So interest income is um, literally another strategy that a lot of folks use that are, it's a safer, let's say more safest type mm -hmm. of stream, right? Where you don't have to really do much work, but you have to put, you know, an X amount of dollars to work for you 
in the form of interest payments. Mm -hmm. um, so that can be either towards putting your money in a high yielding account, um, whether that's like a high yielding index account or something that pays you more than if your money just sat in the bank. Um, and that's also an, an actual strategy. You know, I don't typically do have done that myself. You know, I like to keep my income, my, sorry, my streams a little more active. Um, but for someone that's like, you know what, I have a couple of, you know, thousand dollars put away and I'm okay with getting X amount a month to cover a bill and just mm -hmm. getting that interest income that also works out really good. Yes. Yes. And this is, again, this is actually a technique that you can make money more passively. Right. Um, and, and like, and like you mentioned twin, it's, it's very safe. Um, is it the most lucrative compared to other strategies mm -hmm. out there? Not really. Right. Because in essence, like, you know, you can lend out money and lending out money, um, in exchange for, you know, for lending out your money to make money can look in different forms for everyone. So for example, when you lend out money to the bank, um, in the form of a CD, right? So it's kind of like you're putting your money in a, in a CD account certificate of deposit that you set it aside for three to five years. That's what you're making money. You're making money from lending the banks, your money, which the banks are then taking their, your money and making, you know, a say 10 or 15% rate of return, but then they give you back, you know, very minimal, like I'm talking about one of somewhere between one to like 3%, I believe yeah. is the interest on the earnings on a, on a CD. Right. So is it, is it worth it? No, but is it an option? Yes. Right. There's also bonds. There's also treasury bills. And it's, again, it's a concept of making money off of lending. Um, but yes, it's very passive. It's not as much lucrative. And no, we're not telling you to go invest your money into these vehicles. We know we just want to give you the, the educational um, purpose behind it. Yeah, but Twin also mentioned that, you know, you're in life insurance, right? So there's a, a type of life insurance that is <laughs> passive income, passive interest, yes, right? Yes, yes. Uh, yes, and I know many of you guys that have watched a lot of our, our episodes or have followed us, you guys remember we had an episode where we talked specifically about how to build wealth through life insurance, right? So this is literally what I teach people every day, how you can use um, things, vehicles like a index universal life where you are in essence investing your money into um a life insurance even though it's not considered an investment i do want to clarify that this is not considered an investment it's a life insurance but this life insurance mimics the a stock index like the s p 500 so depending on how this index performs will determine where you get credited back so you can get a higher rate of return than you know your average cd bonds or treasury bills or even banks right um and at the same time, you know, those are earnings that you can essentially use tax-free, right? So yeah, <laughs> I know we don't way. have so much time to dive all the way into that, right? But if this is something that you guys want to learn more on how you can do, I would say reference back to our episode, I believe it's episode number seven, which we talk about how to build wealth through life insurance. Yes, yes. I just wanted to make sure you uh, plug that in. <laughs> Thanks, twin. <laughs> Um, so we talked about your next, yeah. Yeah. So now we have, um, the next one is dividend income. Okay. So dividend income is actually another very popular way to kind of like make money passively. Right. Um, and dividend income is essentially is you investing in stocks that pay part of the profit to their shareholders. So when you buy a stock, you become part owner of that company. 
right? Um, and they're in essence, when companies report profit, then they pay out um, a portion of those profits in forms of dividends to their shareholders, right? So that's where the whole concept of dividends comes about. Um, investing in um, dividend paying stocks is can be very lucrative, right? Do Are we gonna sit here and talk about all the stocks that you should invest in? No, because that's not our place. We recommend that you do your own research, right? Everybody investment risk is, is different. Um, so we wanna make sure that you understand what your le level of investment is and what you're comfortable with doing, right? We're not gonna talk yeah. about stock picks of the day, right? Right, 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 that's not our thing. <laughs> but, but it's definitely a way for you to make money passively, right? Um, and also just identifying how much you're willing to invest and just understand that there are risks involved in, every, in anything that has to do with, you know, um, the market and things like that. But yes, investing in stocks can yield you dividend income, which you can pretty much earn um, passively. And usually these dividends are paid out on a quarterly basis, right? Um, and, and depending on the companies, some can be more frequently, some can be, you know, much later, right? But I would definitely say this is something that you're looking to do on a passive side. Definitely um, make sure you do your research and be strategic about, you know, where you're investing your money. Yeah, and a quick tip, just, you know, do a quick Google search for top dividend paying stocks and you yes. can literally get a list online and mm -hmm. they'll tell, we won't name the companies, but it'll tell you which companies are paying dividends on what, on what, right? Like the amount, the percentage yeah. on the stock price that you will get paid every quarter. So just do a quick tip on that, quick search. Awesome. Yeah. So rental income is the next one, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Rental income is just another way to increase your yearly income, right? So mm -hmm. you treat it like a job. You literally say, you know what? I need to invest in a rental property, whether that's a small property, one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, whether you want to invest into a single family or multifamily or something abroad, you know, in a vacation destination, no matter how you want to do it, there's so many strategies to it. You know, earning that rental income just can be just another slice of the pie, right? You can say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna aim to gain, you know, $500 a month in rental income. Um, and then the next year I wanna double that or I wanna triple that. And before you know it, you can literally pay yourself a whole salary, you know, just based mm -hmm. on, the, on that strategy. So rental income is definitely one of the safest ways to go. I do recommend that folks just get, you know, educated on the process on buying, on buying getting that tenant, pricing the unit, you know, understanding the laws behind renting and things like that. So shameless plug, just go to my website. <laughs> right. I was going to say twin, let them know. Cause this is, this is what you do, right? You this literally is what I do. teach people on how to get started in, you know, rental income and, and how to place tenant, all of this stuff. So how can they, you know, get to you? How can they attend your classes? Yeah, urbanteachnyc.com. That's it. That's simple. Go. go right there on the go. website. <laughs> And I like the fact that we're talking about this one because that to me is also one of my favorite ones. I mean, we had an episode where we talked about Airbnb, right? Yeah. And that's also another way of, of us um, making money passively, right? Again, and it's yeah. something that can be active, it can be passive, uh, but this is why you wanna make sure you work with a mentor and, and someone to guide you. So therefore you can identify um, how you can delegate certain things, especially if this is something that you're looking to do part-time. Um, but there's also different ways for you to make money by buying and renting things out, you know, sorry right. about that.
There's different ways that we can make money by buying and renting things out. For example, cars, right? Cars, equipment and uh, renting out, you know, instruments and things like that. And I believe we're going to have an episode about, you know, Toro and and the car rental space. So I'm looking forward to that. But that's also another way that you can make money by buying and renting things out, right? Yes, yes. Um, even like uh, event spaces too, which we har- hardly spaces. ever talked about. Event spaces yeah. is a huge business. There you go. Um, yeah. Commercial spaces, right? right. Um, industrial. So when you want to rent out, let's say, a, a um, um, what is that thing called? Like a loft or a warehouse. A warehouse. To, yeah. To, you know, a business is coming to do, um, to manufacture, do things in that, in that city. So there's a lot of opportunities, land. I yeah, mean, yeah. there's so many different ways. And I, and I believe we, we're going to have an episode where we probably dive into this a little bit more because there's so many different areas in that one. In that um, one section of the seven it, streams. Exactly. So I'm definitely, definitely excited about that one. Um, another yeah, yeah. one, number six, is um, residual and royalty income. So residual and royalty income is when you continue to get paid off of the work that you've already done. And this to me is very lucrative because it's kind of like in essence, you doing something once and continuously getting paid for it again, right? Um, now this may look different for everybody. Um, for example, when it comes to like residual income, residual income can be um, look like, for example, when you have um, actors in a movie, right? They get ba- they get paid every time you watch a movie or things like that. and um, this also in, in books, right? The sale of books. This is also where residual incomes come into play. YouTube, right? So we're, we have a YouTube channel and this is something yeah. that, you know, we're building up our platform so we can also, you know, be able to do this. And I know that YouTube is still one of those things that is kind of like, um, it hasn't reached its full potential because mm-hmm. I know there's so many opportunities in the YouTube space uh, because YouTube is like the second biggest search engine compared to Google, right? Right. So there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, Now, one of the things that I do enjoy about residual income, and then I'm going to relate it back to myself, is that I'm in the financial industry, right? Specifically life insurance. Now, when you are in the insurance industry, when you sell a life insurance, you have the opportunity to make residual income every single time that that person renews their life insurance policy. And usually it's done automatically, right? Um, because the, the average person keeps their life insurance policy with the intention to keep it for a really long time, right? Because we never know. Um, so up to like 10 to 15 years, you will be making residual income off of that one policy that you sold maybe a year, two years ago, mm-hmm. three years ago, right? So, yeah, yeah. you know, finding ways to make residual incomes in, in, in that way, right? Um, now we're getting into royalty. So royalty is um, the idea of, or not the idea, but royalty is in essence, letting other people use your ideas in exchange for money, right? And this is also seen very commonly in the music space, right? So whenever uh, an artist produces a song, um, the the production label, um, producing label, they sell it out or they decide to stream it. Every time that you stream a song, that artist gets paid, right? The same thing, royalties also applies to books, right? And also like intellectual property and all of these different things that would allow you to make royalty by leveraging out your ideas to other people. Um, and again, it's just- It goes a, on and on, right? There's so much, <laughs> right? it's so much. It's so much. I mean, 
if this is something that intrigues you, I would definitely say, you know, start off with a book. I feel like the book is usually like, I, I definitely want to write a book. Um, Same here. <laughs> you know, so that's going to be a space that I'm going to, I'm going to be able to explore in, in the near future. Um, or even just look for opportunities that give you the ability to make residual income. And usually in sales, in the sales industry, you have a lot of opportunity to leverage that, right? So there you have it. That's residual yeah. and, and royalty income. That's amazing, Twin. Yeah. So again, guys, seven ways, right? Let's not, let's get away from this mentality that it's only all about the job. The job is just that foundation to get you rolling into any of these other vehicles of, you know, creating passive or active income. So seven ways, this is how the wealthy do it. This is what the strategy is. You know, it can be seven ways minimum, right? Some of them have yeah. eight, nine, ten. There's like so many other categories <laughs> to get into, but you know, the point is to start building one at a time to get you to that place where you can feel like you can walk away from that job because now all of the other ones are supplementing your full-time income. So yes, yeah, here you guys have it. Uh, we have one last one though. Oh, we um, do. Capital gains. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> this is what happened, guys. This is real life right here. <laughs> this Capital is live. <laughs> yeah, this is live. Um, capital gains. Yes. Capital gains is super important. So capital gains is essentially, um, the lump sum wins that you make from an investment. Um, so let's, for example, you sell a property, which I just, um, happened to have capital gains as part of my income for 2021. I nice. sold the property. So a lump sum of my earnings from that one sale is categorized as capital gains in my, you know, overall income for the year. So if you sell a car and there's a residual income left over. If you sell a property and there's income left over, that becomes, you know, yours. Um, that's considered capital gains. So again, a business, right? You sell a business and you were able to mark it up and get that extra cash out of it. That's also capital gains. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's just another one of those things that you can, you know, build something up and mm -hmm. every year or every two years say, you know, I have enough equity in this specific thing that I can cash out now. Right, right. And I also want one thing that I also want to mention that's important is that, you know, capital gains mainly apply to when you have an asset that appreciates in value and then you sell it. Right. Yes. Because let's say you have a you buy a car, but then that car depreciates in value, you sell it, you're not going to have you're not going to make a profit from that sale, you're going to be at a loss. Right. So when twin talks about, you know, she um, sold a, a, a piece of a piece of real estate, and she got capital gains from that sale is because she sold it for much more than what she bought it at. Right. Twin? Right. Yeah. So that's yes. where capital gains come into play It's the, and capital gains can not only be for real estate, but it can be for stocks. Right. Yes. Um, when you buy a stock at a low price and then you sell it at a, at a higher price, that's also some capital gains. And also to keep in mind with all of these that seven different strategies, make sure that you do your research on how these things are taxed. Right. We didn't want to dive so much into the whole, tax and the logistics of that because you know we want you to you know reference to a tax professional um so you can be you know or even go to the irs.gov or the tax code and things like that so you can be well prepared but these things are taxed differently some things are taxed on capital gains some things are you know profit income some things are um earned income or income taxes right which income taxes tend to be like the highest form of taxes that could go up to 40 percent Right. So we want to make sure you do your due diligence on that as well. And um, before, you know, 
You don't want to be caught by surprise and things like that. So all of these things are really great for you to know. But at the same time, we do advise you to do your own due diligence as well. Yeah, that's a very important piece of it because out of the seven, there are some that get taxed a lot more heavy than mm -hmm. others. So you want to make sure that if you're working really hard on one of the seven, that you understand that you might have to give back a bigger chunk of your money to the yeah. government, right? So exactly. Yeah. So these are these are all things for you to know. But I'm I'm I definitely definitely hope that you know you got extreme value from this conversation because it was so much um fun kind of like doing our own different research and even getting on here and talking about these things in our own experience so i definitely hope that you got as much value from this and that you can share this for someone else that would also um appreciate this conversation also let us know in the comments what source of income from the seven that you mentioned you know the seven that we mentioned you currently are active doing or passively doing right or let us know which ones are you planning to add on in 2022 right so let us know Yes, yes, for sure. We want to know. And for those parents that are listening, make sure that you have your kids involved in these kind of conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, any high schoolers out there, middle schoolers, it's really good for them to know that these are seven ways to start building wealth. The sooner we do it, the better, right? Yes, yes. Well, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already done so. Look forward to our next, next episodes because we have a lot of great things in store with you guys for, the, for you guys this year. And you know, you definitely don't want to make sure that you miss out on that. So yes, yes. until next time, until next time. Bye guys. Bye,